0: This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan, thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand, knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand, still 10 toes down, we ain't switching up. The and standards. welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of The Bond Chronicles. I am your lovely host, Mr. Bond Chronicles, and I have my lovely host, Mrs. Bond Chronicles. And as you can see, we are at a different location. We've done this a couple of times. Um, so everyone, keys, please keep uh, Mrs. Bond Chronicles in prayer. She travels back this week. Um, but we got some good stuff to get into. Uh, did you want to say anything before we jump into it?
1: Um, No, I think I'm ready to go. I'm pretty sure I went over the notes this time. So I'm ready, ready. to go.
0: Cool. Uh, Well, recently in news, uh, the Joe Budden podcast and Joe Budden ran into some hot water uh, for some statements he made in relation to Evelyn Lozado and Chad Otracinco, where in his explanation or slight correlation to Meg and Tori, he mentioned the fact that at a certain point, yes, something bad happened to you, someone Domestic violence, whatever it may be, but the question or point he was trying to make was: at some point, that has to run out in relation to you bringing up the bad incident every time they do something good. So obviously, mm-hmm. you were victim. Yeah, yeah. something happened, but if at every moment you bring it back up when they've moved on, whether it's in business endeavors or what have you, should there be a time frame in which? that goes away. And so as a woman, uh, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on that first, and then we can kind of dig a little deeper.
1: Mm. Um, I think it depends on what was done. Like, obviously, something like sexual assault, physical abuse, those sorts of things within the confines of a relationship, you typically are not going to forgive someone for those sorts of things. Um, so things like that. No, like if I want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. And for person me, you do something good. That's great. I'm sure at some point in time I thought, you know, really highly of you. But if we're no longer together and I have this thing that I know that you did to me, I don't care what positive you know, energy you put out into the world, if I want to talk about it, I'm at all liberty to talk about it because it's a situation that happened to me that you inflicted upon me. Um, Then outside of that, most stuff starts to look petty. Like, oh, he cheated on me or those sorts of things. When you talk about them repetitively, that just sounds bitter and upset. So those sorts of things, I think, no, like, get over it, move on, you'll be okay. But I think more serious situations, yeah, I'm allotted however much time I want to talk about the situation.
0: So that brings, I I did not know that that's the the stance you would take, but that (laughs) uh, leads to other questions. So We on this podcast have been very critical of the penal system, and it's disproportionate attack on Black people and minorities. Mm -hmm. So the point and what prison is, is to pay for your crime. And after you do the time, you've paid your debt to society. So it sounds like you're saying if you physically or sexually assault someone, you can never pay down that debt, and you will always be labeled as that.
1: To that, I mean, if that's how you want to put it, then sure. Like, you can't, you do something, you know it's wrong, it's happened. Yes, people move past it, you heal from it, you go on with your life, but it doesn't negate the fact that it happened. And you can apologize, you can atone for it, you can do. Whatever it is you have to do within yourself to make you feel better about the type of person that you are. But at the end of the day, if the incident happened to me, it happened to me. And if I still feel a way about it or, you know, like if I'm asked about it or whatever scenario you want to insert, if I want to talk about how I really feel and not give some cookie cutter politically correct statement, then I'm at total liberty to do that because... You have violated me, and you know, like you said, you can't like I said you can move past that, but you can still feel away and want to talk about it
0: okay, um so I obviously well, not obviously, but I definitely disagree. <laughs> I just think it's childish and petty to a certain extent, like I'm not excusing the trauma that has no,
1: you oh, occurred
0: sorry. and towards someone or in someone's experience but people grow people evolve if we're gonna hold that standard to people then everybody's gonna be better because everybody's had something traumatic happen and what the the difficult part in these conversations when you start picking and choosing where oh you got cheated on oh you need to get over that but you got punched so you get to hold that forever like I think that's always a slippery slope, which is why I try to deal in all or nothings, um, because at some point you're going to be diminishing someone's experience, uh, and that to me I think is really tricky. But then two, at some point move on, like.
1: But that's what, I, and that's, it's. I don't think it's necessarily about just moving on. You can move on and be healed from a situation, and it no longer be something that's hurtful to you when you talk about it or when you are asked questions about it. But me as the person who was violated, I'm not talking about everybody else in the world. I'm talking specifically about me, the person who was violated. If I want to speak honestly about a situation that happened to me, I should not have to mince my words. If people... Now, I won't... I don't know. I say I feel a little bit different about it when people just are like you said every time something good happens and they actively seek out attention to say oh no take that opportunity to bash the person i think after a while that gets annoying but if you're if i'm asked about it if i'm doing something or in my own personal life if people you know say hey i saw so and so you know your ex um, have you spoken to him or whatever? And if I say no or there's further conversation, that can that's fine because it was me. I was the person who went through the situation with them. So I if I want to talk about it, I should not have to mince my words. like okay we, <laughs> but we it's funny that you say that because you, you know, when someone has done something wrong to you like you don't you don't actively seek out to bash them but a lot of times you'll be honest and tell people how you feel about people who have done something to you
0: right but that's when something's brought to me like the example you gave was somebody said they ran into your ex you asked they asked you how are things between y'all i'm saying your ex won a Nobel peace prize and posted it on Instagram and you get in the comments and say, yeah, it doesn't, he look so peaceful now, but back 20 years ago, he punched (laughs) in my throat and almost died.
1: I mean, I think that's excessive for me. That's not something I would do, but you feel like I wanted to
0: be within their right.
1: I'm totally within my right to talk about, Oh, this is the biggest hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life because you know, when we were together, and and that's not for me to say that people can't grow, but I don't know the new version of you who has the ability to win the Nobel Peace Prize. I know the right, version now, that was abusive. Yeah.
0: So I could be in a new relationship with a new family, with a new group of friends who don't know anything about that part of my past. I've grown and evolved, but now I'm going to have to answer for that every time I do something positive, That's that happens. So now I got to explain to my kids who this crazy person <laughs> is. I got to explain to that's my That's the consequences
1: when you make bad choices. That's- That
0: you should have to live it down forever.
1: I'm not saying you have to live it down forever. But if the person who feels a way, like you can't, you, can't, you can't take back disrespect. Like you use that phrase, like get it back in blood, I think yeah. a lot. But that's essentially the same vibe. Like, no it's you not enough for me and then to. you get over
0: it. You don't constantly bring it up every single time. I feel like that's the detriment in most in a bunch of relationships is people won't let stuff from the past go. And they keep bringing it up in arguments. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. And it just goes to speak to how miserable you still are as a person that you have to seek attention or try and tear someone else down when they ain't got nothing to do with you.
1: But that's, and again, I hear you on that point. Someone from the outside, I totally agree. Like, forever people hated Chris Brown after him and the Rihanna thing. Like, I'm totally team breezy, so I never fell off. But I remember the articles and all these things that have come out, that came out about them when it was going down. And I think, obviously, years later, I think Rihanna did an interview with Oprah, and she was like, I mean, I forgive him. We're never getting back together again. Like that part of my life is over, blah, blah, blah. But I forgive him and I think other people should too. Janet Jackson came out and told black folks to forgive Justin Timberlake <laughs> um, for the Super Bowl incident. But outside people who had nothing to do with the situation, who, you know, obviously watched it from the out the outside looking in. They are mad about something that really had no effect on their life at all. Those people, no, they shouldn't have a opinion. They shouldn't be able to make someone "quote unquote" pay for their bad decisions for the rest of their lives. But the person in the situation, if so I still feel so away, so every Chris Brown release, Rih- Rihanna, I Rihanna, still feel away.
0: So every Chris Brown album release, Rihanna should, could pop up and be like, "Yeah, but he beat me."
1: I mean, she could. She's within her rights, too. I think. Okay. At a certain point, it does become petty. It does become aggravating. It becomes irritating and all those other feelings that you would associate from being embarrassed by, you know, from a mistake that you made in your past. But it is what it is. I remember watching this. HBO used to have this show where they would talk about court cases Um, tell true stories. And I remember there was this one, there was a kid who was drunk driving and he killed another kid. And that kid's mom, you know, was, I think this was around the same time, Mad was huge. Um, That kid's mom made sure that he went to trial. Um, And the judge in the case, he had to, they, they won some kind of settlement or whatever. And the judge had like a caveat to his ruling and he had to write the family a check for a dollar on the anniversary of the, I think the accident or whenever the the other child died. Every year until the debt was paid off, but it's only for a dollar. So every year he had to do it. And I think it, mm, I think it flashed forward maybe 10 years after the case had happened and he was sitting there, I think maybe in a in-person interview, and he was talking about how that check affected him and the way that it made him feel bad about what he had done. And it wasn't something that was done on a public, broad stage, so mostly people who knew him knew about it. But I can imagine that really sucked. He probably never wanted to write the check. He never wanted to be reminded of the bad decision that he made. I get that it sucks it hurts people don't like to be some people don't like to be reminded of who they were in the past and that's just what it is but people who you affected in your past people whose feelings you hurt people who you broke or you know those sorts of things yeah yeah you moved on in your life but i don't know that new person and if i feel fi- and again, that's where it's a fine line between just being petty and coming out and being a douche about the situation or, you know, taking the high road. And you only talk about it when somebody asks.
0: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why I wanted to get your opinion. Uh, so the next kind of iteration of that is, I think we've all... S- had friends or family, or been those people that were in relationships, and the person we were in a relationship with just keep messing up. Sometimes they keep making the same mistake. You could they could be a liar, they could be a cheater, they could just be trash. But <laughs> there's parts of them that you like, or maybe you'll have kids together, so you stay with them. When someone continues to repeat a said behavior, is there an expiration on? you being able to hold it against them. So like if you've taken them back four times for cheating and they cheat again, is it really reasonable for you to then be upset or as long as they keep making the same mistake, you can keep criticizing them and getting angry about said decision.
1: I mean, I think two things can be true. (laughs) Mm. Like, Nobody can tell you when you're sick of a person. So we could give you all the advice in the world, but if you're not ready to leave the person, you're just never going to be ready. So it's like, you're just going to accept them and, you know, work through each stupid situation as it comes up. But at the same time, we're still together. And if I'm like... I don't know, wanting you to change or wanting you to be a better person or all these things. I'm going to say something like you're going to do whatever the stupid thing is. And we'll fight about it. Or we'll argue about it. <laughs> I'll criticize you. And, you know, we'll just move forward. That's insanity. I think that's really stupid. Um, if somebody violates you once, typically they're likely to do it again if you let them get away with it. And then the cycle just repeats itself. So personally, I can't do it. You mess up one time and it's, if it, especially if it's something major. If I don't think that you have the capability to change, then no, I'm not going to continue this situation. And I.e. I'm not going to critique and complain and all of that later on.
0: Uh, so I mostly agree, uh, but I do think, <laughs> I think it's, I'm not going to call it a three strike rule, but I feel like after, and this is depending on what the situation is, but generally speaking, if it go on four or five times at that point, <laughs> you're a, you're a part of this.
1: You are. You're totally a part of this whole toxic cycle.
0: So at that point, it's like this is now part of our relationship. We might not have come out and signed a contract (laughs) thing. That is a part of our relationship, but this is just what I or you do and we're just going to have to work around it. And although I still don't like it, (laughs) that's just what it is. Um, And so, because I've seen this happen in a number of situations. People keep getting mad over the same stuff. And like you said, it's literally insanity because it doesn't make any sense. Like if if you're comfortable enough to keep letting the person come back, uh, Khloe Kardashian comes to mind.
1: Uh, Man,
0: that girl. Then like just accept that that's your situation and that that's what your life is going to be. And you make the most of it. Stop <laughs> dragging them down when they're living their truth and you know that's their truth and they're not willing to change. They're not John Legend. They're not willing to change for you. Um, <laughs> so I, I just think it's it's interesting to see, um, whether it be on TV or even in real life, what some of these people be dealing with, and then they still get angry, and it's like, but you knew.
1: But you the knew who that person world. was. I, yeah. again, personally, I don't understand it. I, well, I've been in one relationship where I just kept taking old boy mm-hmm. back after stupid thing after stupid thing. But, you know... You, I mean, hopefully, eventually you grow up and realize that's not cool, you know, and you do better for yourself. But again, nobody can tell you when you're done with the person. And if you're just going to accept the behavior, you're going to accept the behavior.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So that leads to usually a conversation where you and the person are talking about, hey, this thing you're doing, it irks me. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but a lot of times when you bring an issue to a person um and especially if it's more of a subjective thing like cheating, domestic violence, lying like st- theft, like certain things are just like obvious yeah but there's other things in life that are more gray um whether it's leaving the toilet seat up or you know <laughs> not cleaning up your drawers or you know it's different stuff leaving the lights on. Uh, turning the AC on with the windows open, stuff like that that people be doing that can become a source of frustration if you pay the bills, and the electric bill crazy because you at work and they got the AC running with the windows open or the laundry's piled up or the bathroom's nasty, whatever it is. So what do you do or who do you go to, and we've talked about in-laws and others, when your spouse is the source of your frustration and they seem unwilling to change?
1: So, we have had this conversation many, many, many times. Um, I think, like, morally, I feel like you're supposed to go to your spouse for everything. You're supposed to be able to talk to your spouse about everything. And so, like, part of me, or well, unmarried version of me would tell you, like, no. You talk to me all the time. That's just who you talk to. Like, I don't care that you're frustrated with me. You go talk, you just gotta talk to me. (sighs) Married me, realizes that's not always really a thing. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you do have to have a person outside of your situation who you can talk to freely, open, you know, without reservations and be able to. Get an opinion, get advice or whatever. That's why it's important, you know, the people that you have around you, especially in your relationship, you know, like, that is super important because you don't want to be getting advice from, you know, not the greatest person at relationships. Um, Because, like I said, because sometimes you are super frustrated with your partner and... Just talking to them about the frustration that they're causing is going to make it worse. And a lot of times those conversations don't go well because either party, both parties, honestly, can start to get offended. And once once you start talking to your partner in offense and you're living there and there's just so many things that can go wrong in those conversations, especially if you don't have good communication skills. So it's great for you to be able to go and talk to someone else, get it out, hear how it sounds, maybe figure out how you want to, you know, position it to your partner. And then you go to your partner and talk to them about it. Like, hey, don't know what's going on, but you're doing this thing. It's kind of pissing me off. We got to fix it.
0: Uh, no, I agree with, with your, your end point. My, I did have some questions, though, because you did say as married you, you've kind of come to realize that maybe continuing to talk to one another when conversation is or communication is broken down may not be the best thing. Should the spouses or couple have an agreement on who that outside person is or is the person who has the issue the one that gets to dictate that? So, for example. With me, say me and you have an issue, whatever that issue is, and I am upset with you, but I have a friend that I used to run to before. It could be a male, it could be a female, they could be divorced, it could be anything that maybe isn't typical or that you just don't like. Maybe you don't like the advice they give or what have you. Mm -hmm. Is the person that I go to, should that be somebody we agree on or is it somebody that makes me most comfortable?
1: Um I don't know that portion because that's the part that can get difficult. If the person that you always go to, I feel a way about or you feel a way about, that's not gonna work. Um just on any level, it just doesn't work. You can say, you know, this is why we talk, you can try to reconcile the relationship within yourself and tell yourself that you're cool with it. But if you're not comfortable with the person that your partner, you know, rather talk to in times of frustration or, you know, tension, that's going to add to it. Like, and that, that's just is what it is. Like that's human emotion. It might, and it might not be logical, but it is an emotional response. So on one hand, Yes, I think you should um, take into consideration your partner's feelings, especially when you're talking about sensitive things in your relationship, whatever the case may be. If your partner, if you feel like it would embarrass your partner or if your partner would be embarrassed by the content of the conversation, the person definitely matters. Um surface level stuff. Oh man, she doesn't do this and it really irks me. He doesn't do that and it really irks me. Um, No, I don't think so. The people that you're getting deep, you know, relationship changing advice from, I think your partner should at minimum have a say or be able to express to you that they are not comfortable with the person or how they feel about the person that you talk to when you get it, when you need advice in more stickier times
0: um, so I disagree on that to a <laughs> So I think it's a, for me it's a scenario where if we were going to a counseling session, yes I think we both need to be comfortable we both need to agree we both need to be on one accord that we have agreed that this person is who we believe is best suited to give us. The counsel we need to be successful but in a scenario where my feelings are involved i don't care that much that you might not like that person especially in the circumstance where the person came before you and so for me it's like because my goal is to vent get advice whatever And if this person is a person I've trusted up until this point and helped maybe mold the person that you are with, you should be comfortable with that person. Now, if over the course of time, that person becomes maybe disrespectful or is flagrant or crosses a boundary, then I think it's something that needs to be revisited. But until that person is out of pocket or out of character, I think it should be up to the discretion of the victim, I guess, for the sake of this discussion, to determine who they're most comfortable with. And ideally, they can take into account the other person's thoughts or feelings. I think it's a conversation I should have, but I think the ultimate decision relies on that person because the goal is for that person to be as healthy as possible. And if that is with someone that maybe the other person doesn't like, they got to get over that unless that person crosses the line. At that point, then we got to revisit re- the situation because what we're not going to do is allow them to disrespect our union because that just don't work. But outside of that, I don't see why the other persons have much to say about it because the key is for that person to feel comfortable with talking to whoever they're talking to. Yes. Yeah, so
1: um. I'll say that I find it interesting that that's the standpoint that you take, um, considering just things that I've seen over the course of our lives, um, as friends and now as a married couple. (sighs) Um,
0: like I said, I don't, I
1: don't don't think that's accurate at all, it's kind of flagrant to me. Especially when you're talking about intimate details of a relationship, if I'm uncomfortable with a person, regardless of what I'm uncomfortable, and this is the part that I don't understand for your standpoint, regardless of your whatever reason you have for being uncomfortable with that person, if I say I don't want you telling them this, 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 and this, then I don't think you should say it. Like that's not the person you need to get talk, get advice to get advice from on particular things. Um, Yeah, so.
0: That doesn't make sense based on the conversation we just had. Because we just had a conversation where you said, if someone's been wronged and you gave some specific examples, then they can bring it up and talk about to whoever, whenever they want. But now you're saying that person can't talk about whatever is causing the issue to whoever they want. They need to be respectful of the other person.
1: That's not what I said. That is what you said. How is that what I said?
0: You said the victim can always talk about their situation. They are validated in that. If Rihanna wants to talk about it every time Chris Brown does something good, you said technically she
1: can Right, but that's got nothing to do with who... Rihanna's getting relationship advice from. Like, if someone asks her about how she feels about Chris Brown today, then someone's asked her about a past relationship of someone who's probably not that important to her anymore. Now, she's seeking advice from someone for her relationship that she's currently in. One, that don't got nothing to do with Chris Brown, so we're not talking about him. But two... If I need advice on my current relationship, Chris Brown isn't a factor. Like, Right, but
0: the point is you can talk about your issues to who you want to talk to them about.
1: It's not what... Th- that's, I think the two don't... They, they, that doesn't make sense. They, they don't go together. Those are two separate thoughts, two separate scenarios.
0: So why can one person talk about the relationship to whoever they want, comment on whenever they want, bring up the dirty details whenever they want. But the other person who's in a relationship with the person, they have to, based on, get approval for who they can get individual counseling from. I don't understand that at all.
1: So, one, you put the two scenarios together in a relationship. What I'm saying is the way that we were presented the, the original scenario, is you're talking about a past relationship. Like, if something happened in a past relationship and someone, you know, asked you a question about it, you want to talk about it, sure, that's cool. But within the confines of your current relationship, if your partner doesn't feel comfortable with you, excuse me, going to, you know, whoever, Jay-Z, to talk about, I'm gonna, I am going i do not want you talking to Jay-Z, About our relationship, our relationship, fine. I won't talk to Jay Z about it. But if I want to talk about Chris and the past or whatever, then I can do that. If someone asks me about one of my old relationships, I can do that. Um, If you and so again, I I don't know. I don't think I understand (laughs) how the two are
0: related. Because the key is there's an issue in our relationship. Right. Something happened. I need to talk to someone about it because I can't talk to you. Right. So you're so saying it- if if we break up I can bring it up to tear you down as much as I want. To whoever I want. But if we're still together i have to we have to agree on who i can talk to that same issue about with that doesn't make any sense
1: so that goes i guess back to the you know scenario that you presented me with before about how do you deal with someone's bad behavior like if you're going If you're going to stay with me throughout my bad behavior or your frustrations with me or whatever, and you're constantly going to vent to someone else, like that person, I feel like eventually is going to be like, then why are you still with them? Like the the conversation. that's,
0: That's a whole different scenario where if they potentially start trying to talk you out of your relationship, then that's that I think is out of bounds. But if they're just, A a counselor. What kind
1: of but what kind of advice can someone give you when it's the same scenario or or source of frustration?
0: No, no, no. But this that's that's a different conversation between someone with a recurring problem. No, how is it
1: it, different? Or it
0: could be the same. I'm saying in any situation, they have a go-to person. You don't like that go-to person, so they should change their go-to person to someone you like.
1: It it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that I like, but if it's somebody that I feel a way about, no, I. and you're obviously at liberty to go talk to whoever you want to talk to, but if I'm letting you know I feel a way about that person and you're continually talking to that person about whatever intricate details of our relationship.
0: I've been talking to this.
1: If you're talking to someone who I'm not comfortable with, regardless of how long you've been friends with them, whatever, I don't care. I'm not comfortable with them. So I'll let you know that I'm not comfortable with them. And every time you go and talk to this person about whatever you talk to them about, I get more uncomfortable about it. Because you obviously don't care how I feel about it. And you keep doing it. (laughs) So it'll get frustrating. So that's going to add to whatever tension you already have built up in the relationship. So... I don't know, like, I would think you just find someone else to talk to. You figure out another, you know, placed event or whatever. Or, you know, you just talk to your spouse or your partner about it. But I think it does matter if your person feels a way about who you confide in versus talking to them.
0: Well, yeah, we're going to definitely agree to disagree on that. (laughs) Um, And even in like our relationship, like there's been people that were in our relationship that I didn't like, and but I recognized the importance that they had to you and to your family.
1: Yeah, but let let it
0: go. But I didn't like it
1: to an extent, but at the same time, you weren't the greatest person to them either. So, you know
0: what. How is that not the greatest to them?
1: We don't have to go down that
0: road. <laughs> yeah, conversation for another day then. Um, but no, I mean I just think if that's what makes you comfortable and that's gonna help you get through the situation, go do it. Like obviously I'm not the answer and I'm not gonna tell you to talk to my people because you probably won't even trust the person we mutually agree upon anyway. So that won't even solve the problems. So I think it's best to find who you're comfortable with and get over whatever insecurity or thing that you have about that person because...
1: But why don't I trust the person that we've mutually agreed upon?
0: I don't know. With a woman, it could be a bunch of things. With a guy, it could be a bunch of things.
1: If they we- might just
0: not like them. They might think that they're a threat or they're just trying to really get you or...
1: But that's the thing. If They don't have good of-
0: experience. like I've been divorced. I've had tough times in both marriages someone might say well why would you talk to him he hasn't figured it out yet but i think i have a lot to offer as far as advice and relationships and i give it when i can now the way in which i give information someone might not like that but that don't mean it's bad information so i would tell that person get over it
1: hmm yeah
0: Okay. <laughs> Especially, like I said, mainly when it's someone that was pre-them. Now, if it's somebody they meet later in life, that could be a little different. But ultimately, I would still probably fall into the same guys. It'd be a little different. But ultimately, if that's what the person comfortable with and they ain't overstepping or disrespectful, like I think you just got to eat that. Yeah, yeah um so a post came up and i was on you know how the internet does and how twitter does and biblically speaking you are obviously not supposed to have premarital sex you're not supposed to be living with someone before you stay with them your interactions are probably limited and in reality, some people still live by that. And so you don't get to see everything about a person. We talked back to, I think we might have been recording when Ashton Kutcher or some white people came out saying that they don't wash. <laughs> right.
1: How frequently they bathe and all that. Yeah.
0: I saw a report yesterday that said like European men wash their sheets like once every four months on average. Um, so it's random, weird, hygienic stuff that some women don't want to shave. So I guess my question for you as a woman, how important, cause I don't feel like this gets talked about, uh, talked about enough. How important is hygiene in a relationship?
1: Um, I think it's super important. I think one, just cleanliness obviously and physical relationships with someone the cleaner the person is the better um i i guess that it should just be a no brainer but it's not it's not all the time because everybody doesn't get taught how to take care of themselves um unfortunately and as a woman, especially, you know, as a girl, like, you know, I'm thankful, blessed, and very fortunate that my mom is super into self-care and, you know, 10-step skincare regime. Like, like she's got it all down pat. So at a pretty young age, she start, started showing me, like, the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, we've, like, we've... Where our daughter, we started with like deodorant because kids get funky. <laughs> and it was, you know, she's about that age where it's time, you know, to start. One, just because nobody wants to be the stinky kid, but two, show her the things that she needs to know to, you know, take care of herself as she gets older. Everybody does not have that. And as a partner, if your spouse, your Whoever is lacking in that area, like obviously, it can be difficult to have that conversation, but I think it's an important conversation to have. If you have issues with something that you feel they're lacking in in their cleaning routine, I just say, hey, I noticed, <laughs> you know, this thing and I don't think this is the right way for you to be doing that or however is the nicest way for you to phrase that. And you know, help them, encourage them, you know, if it's like a internal issue, then you know, schedule a doctor's appointment. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do gently. Um but if you have the conversation and nothing happens and you have the conversation again and nothing happens, Like, that person clearly doesn't care. So you gotta, you know, evaluate (laughs) if the issue or issues is worth the relationship. I think it really boils down to what it is. Like, some women don't shave. There are men that like hairy women. Like, (laughs) you know, I think it really depends on what it is.
0: Uh, I agree on the oh your overall point. I do think it it's different for each person. Uh, I personally am not with bad hygiene. I typically I'm not saying you got to go get your nails done every two to three weeks and spend a hundred dollars or so. But at the same time,
1: was that a shot? Like we needed a, one of those buttons right now because that was definitely a shot.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Um, That was
1: a very, very specific (laughs) example.
0: I think specifics work best, which is why some people don't like to talk to me. But um, (laughs) no, I think it's important. But I guess my question, and I was kind of thinking as you were speaking is, is bad or good hygiene taught or should that come instinctually? Um, Because for me, I I think... think you, you mentioned like us teaching our, our daughter about things and we'll have to obviously teach our sons about things. And I think it's something that if parents are absent or maybe if it's an opposite sex thing or it's a single mom and a boy or a single dad and a girl that maybe they're just not as informed or well-equipped about,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: obviously it can have a huge impact. So I would argue that bad hygiene typically falls on pe- bad parenting. And then once the kid is old, like the kid's old, they're kind of in their ways. They have their routines. They do or don't care about certain stuff. Um, but I think, sadly, I think, especially in school when kids may have bad breath or body odor, I think that's a parenting thing that maybe just doesn't get corrected at, at maybe at any point until someone says something. Yeah. So
1: Well, I don't know. Like, may, I think it can be a bit of both. Like, you know, kids do what kids are going to do. Like, we tell Courtney every day, you know, brush your teeth morning, night, and make sure you floss. I don't know how frequently she's flossing. And, you know, it's like she's inconsistent with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, we're going to try to be consistent and make sure... That she builds that habit, but at some point she's gonna move out. She'll be out on her own. If she decides she's not gonna do any of that anymore, then she's not gonna do it. Um, it, it it's a myriad of reasons why a person has bad hygiene. Um, and then it, obviously, bad hygiene is embarrassing. Like the person might affect they don't feel good about it. But it is. It's embarrassing. And so, if you are able to have a partner who you know you're living with, and it gets to the point where they have to tell you, like obviously, you know you're it's gonna sting, but you I think you have to be able to receive it and try to correct it if you can. And again, if you can't or if you don't want to, if they don't want to, then it's up to the other person to decide. Mm, you stink all the time. I can't do it. I'm out. And stinky person then has to deal <laughs> with, you know, the consequences of that.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say part the like evolution or the end of that is that I don't like. And similar to what we were talking about earlier, where we were saying, once you've been around someone long enough and it's like a recurring thing, you guys, you just have to accept it. <laughs> What I don't like is when people break up, they want to bring up all those things that they had accepted. Like yeah,
1: that's personal. not really fair.
0: And that's the thing that I don't like. Like, But you can do it. What?
1: You can do it. Like, I was in a relationship with you. If I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs>
0: I just, I, I just don't understand what we're doing here. Um, I mean, yes, it, it, you're right. In the, in the world, you, there's quote unquote free speech. Um, but I just don't, I don't agree with that part. I think <laughs> that's, that's Amber Herdish Almost like it just, I don't, I don't, I, don't like I don't
1: think it's necessarily that far, but okay.
0: I mean, like I said, it's not that far. Um, but it's like in the same territory. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to go down a path there when you break up and you're just airing out everyone's the person's dirty secrets. Like I just, I just think I think it's a little foul. Um, but your to your point, it, it does happen. Um, and so as we get ready to 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 wrap things up here, uh, we know we talked about hygiene, but another thing that I don't think. I'm not going to say it's a generational thing because I haven't lived with an... Actually, no. I've known quite a few people from my generation that clean relatively well. But in a relationship, do you think cleanliness... And I'm not talking about hoarders or one of them TV shows. <laughs> absurd. With a, I think there's someone talking about the show The Woman Had the... The, the dead yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about those people. Um, but generally speaking, like somebody only washes the dishes, say, once a week. Um, is cleanliness a reason to end a relationship not necessarily marriage but is that something that you would end a relationship over
1: like me personally
0: you're the only person on the show
1: you know you know what I mean so me personally I think it depends on what the cleanly part is that that is lacking for me Like,
0: if they got roaches,
1: that's not going to work. So (laughs) we're not probably going to work. But if it's a we're living together and we both hate the chore, but one of us has to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's something that really irks me, then I'll just do it myself. Um, Whatever the trade off is in that. Is it a reason to end a relationship? <sighs> yeah, I guess it just depends.
0: Hmm. uh for me, it definitely is a reason in a relationship. if I go to your house and it's just unsavory, that tells me who you are as a person <laughs> and you might get once, but if I come over twice and it's just nasty
1: but and that but that's the thing like if it's like nasty. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to have a problem with it. Like, I can't be around dirty, nasty, that. But if it, like I said, it just, I think it just depends. For me, I mean, yeah, your opinion. But for me, it just, I think it just depends.
0: Fair enough. Um, so, I did, before we get out of here, because this will be the last show we have before your events next weekend. Um, so I did want oh. to give you an opportunity uh, to kind of shout out kind of what you have planned for the next week. Um, I don't know if we've done a great job of highlighting, you know, some of the stuff you do on this podcast. So, uh, yeah, did you want to talk to the people about what you got coming up?
1: Um, Sure. That's cool. I, Robin, the uh, owner of Reaction Apparel, um, through a partnership with a um, super dope company named Hella Black, um, woman-owned minority there's a group of really great women um, have set up a private event private party for broccoli festival and I'm going to be one of eight vendors one of I think it's eight one of eight vendors um, there to show my stuff off you know meet, rub elbows possibly you know make new partnerships so Got to come home and make like a thousand shirts. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really excited. It's my first bidding opportunity. Um, and to know that it's for a list of exclusive people, like people that can make things happen. I'm really excited. I'm really nervous. Um, I was borderline not going to do it because I'm, this past weekend from here, in Florida for my uncle's funeral service, and that's a lot. And I knew that the time that I had, I think I found it, what, last Friday? Or Friday before last? I um, didn't get confirmation of all the information that I needed <laughs> <laughs> um, until, like, the Monday before. So it's like, there's so many things going on. Um, am I capable of pulling off this kind of thing? So I think my motivation this week, this weekend, you know, going forward for me right now is like my uncle was super proud of the stuff that I was doing, super stuff, uh, the stuff that I am doing. Um, and I would like to continue all of that. So I'm going to go. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to sell like a hundred thousand shirts. It's going to be great. And oh, no, I can't sell like physically sell a thousand shirts online. I can't though. Like, I'm not pressing a thousand shirts in three days. No. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but no, definitely really cool. Uh, it is going to be in DC around the Broccoli Fest event. Uh, so we can put out some information as it gets closer. Is it open to anybody or is private? No,
1: it's it's invitation only. Oh
0: well, never mind. So yeah, you guys are not going. Yeah, Tell you all about it, um, whenever that happens. So, yeah, we'll take I'll
1: post pictures picks
0: and pick some vids, uh, yeah, to upload. Uh, so yeah, that is that is our show. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in, listening in. Episode 59. Next episode will be another milestone, the Big 60. So, uh, definitely, well, and that'll be a Mother's Day anniversary episode. We gotta figure out how we're gonna record that. Yeah, that little...
1: it's it's just gonna be an insane leak.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I, I don't true. know, I don't know.
0: But uh, we will definitely figure something out catered to the mothers. Um, it is mother, woo woo, uh, and all that jazz. So, <laughs> uh, fellas, if you have not start, go get it. Get make the dinner reservation. Do whatever you gotta do uh, to make sure that it is special for the mothers. They have a really tough situation that they're in uh, learning and evolving. And there's no book on There's no book. That's funny.
1: Um, <laughs> that um, <laughs> is funny. Um,
0: there's no book on how to do and be a mother. Um, so definitely shout out to all the mothers and we would definitely do something nice for them and make sure that you do something nice as well. I'm sure the nail salons and the spa shops and everything will definitely have an influx, of money, but that's what we do it for. Uh, but as you guys know, in life things happen. You have the power uh, to choose what you do, always choose wisely. And when it all falls down, always bet on you. If you've been blessed by this podcast, the information has been scrolling at the bottom. Go ahead and check us out. Bless us. Like, share, and subscribe. Hit that bell for any notifications. And before we go, we have hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. Woo, woo. i don't have my air horn uh, readily <laughs> available. that was a good attempt uh,
1: though like you try
0: yeah yeah so before we hit 60 episodes we got 100 subscribers and uh the next 100 will come even faster so uh, definitely yeah. appreciate all the support facebook uh instagram uh snapchat uh what's the other thing tiktok Uh, Twitter, uh, shout out to Elon and whatever he's going to (laughs) do. Right. We'll we'll just wait and see and hope for the best. Uh, but y'all have a great week. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you next Monday.